florals for spring. Groundbreaking. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. Voltaire, hair. I would personally like to learn about Voltaire. Okay, Christine. Ladybird. Is that your given name? Yeah. Why is it in quote? Well, I gave it to myself. It's given to me by me. Okay. Take it away, Ladybird. You want to know how I got these scars? I. I quit. I quit. <laughs> Everybody wants to party with Aretha because I'm sexy and chubby, man. I have such doubts. <laughs> All right, movie time episode 49 with Anjanari. We have a review of. Portrait of a Lady on Fire. This is Ariana's birthday pick. Um, she was going to do Mother, and then we didn't do Mother. Um, she turned it into a different thing. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. She just already do it. She, it's my I, birthday. We wanted to do one movie that the other person would hate. Ariana said this is like one movie that she didn't think I'd watch on my own, which I think is... I would. If a, if a foreign film or like a very indie film has a lot of hype, I'm probably going to watch it. If this was just kind of like an unknown movie... Then yeah, sure, but um, it did have a lot of attention last year. So, um, so yeah, that's the uh, that's a review for this week. Yeah, I just wanted to clarify. I did start. I did turn on Mother. I watched ten minutes of it, and I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> Clearly, it's probably not that good. It's a good movie, but it's once you've already seen it, it's kind of it's difficult to jump back into that. And I wanted to. I don't know. I just was. I just kind of thought about Portrait of a Lady on Fire, and I was like, okay, I want to watch that tonight. So we did a little change of plans. But yeah, so we'll t- we'll we'll get into that first. What we've watched, Ariana. This is my week of the queer historical drama. I watched this movie called The World to Come. I don't even know how I found out about it because I I think it was maybe on Twitter or Letterboxd or something. Um, it's a movie about two women who are like on the frontier in America. It's in 1856. Okay. So one of the leads is Vanessa Kirby. The husband, one of the husbands is Casey Affleck. Oh. (laughs) And he plays like the same sort of monotone kind of like emotionless. Manchester by the sea. Yeah. Um, he's in that. And then Christopher Abbott, who I like, who seems like he's in everything lately. Um, and then the other woman lead was Catherine Waterston. And I know her from, uh, the third day she was in that HBO show that I really liked. It was, it was a long movie. It was very like slow. I usually like a slow movie. I don't mind that, but it definitely kind of took a while to get to where you wanted it to go but I thought it was interesting it was yeah it's, it's always interesting to see like those frontier movies where people are just like in the new world and like oh. farming and things like that colonies but yeah it's about two women who fall in love basically but it doesn't work out very well so it's good burned at the stake like witches at the time mm, I can't say but it's a, <laughs> it's bleak it's a very bleak movie but there's so few good movies like movies about women honestly like it's kind of hard to find there's not that many so and then you got ammonite that apparently sucked i want to watch it still. i've heard some people say they like it i don't know i mean the reviews were pretty bad overall so i mean i was really excited for it and maybe How i'll still watch it but make a movie with those two actors i know it just have it sucks i don't know um 
I watched a good amount of stuff this week. New Girl, continuing that. Falcon and the Winter Soldier, episode two. I like, really liked it. Um, this is the first time that uh, Bucky and Sam were together, and I think they have really good chemistry. Bucky, Bucky Barnes. <laughs> um, his name is James Buchanan Barnes. They call him Bucky for short. Um, the lore, the Captain <laughs> the America lore. lore. Uh, I really liked it. Uh, it's gonna be a good. It's gonna be a good show, um, and it, it is already. Um, I watched another round after we recorded. Uh, last week, I really liked it. I was telling Ariana, I'm like, I, the, the, see, the thing is like right after I was done watching it, I wasn't like, I liked it, but I wasn't like blown away, but it was one of those movies that the story is so unique that it leaves you like thinking about the movie, Mm -hmm. um, for a while. So like it has that going for it. Uh, I mean, in the second half, I think it was way better than the first. The first was just a little slow, but, uh, just a crazy, uh, interesting concept. Um, if you don't mind watching foreign films, it's on Hulu. I would recommend it. Uh, a unique story that you're not always going to like come across. So Mads Milkinson um, was great in it. And then some other Dutch actors that you probably never heard of, but uh, they all did a good job. Um, I watched the Royal Tenenbaums. Shout out Lindsay for recommending and watching that with me. Um, I, I might be a Wes Anderson guy. I really like that movie. I give it like an 8 out of 10. The only downside was Gwyneth Paltrow's in it. But Gene Hackman was hilarious in his fucking role. It was so funny. Um, I got Owen and Luke, uh, Owen and Luke Wilson. Angelica Houston plays a very minor role as the mother, mm-hmm. and then uh, Ben Stiller. Mm-hmm. And I didn't love Ben Stiller's character, but I, I mean, I really liked it. What the era of Ben Stiller? Yeah, is over. <laughs> but Ben Stiller had some great movies, and um, he's very he was very funny. But he hasn't really been in anything. I can't. I've. I, I recently saw a TikTok of somebody talking about a bunch of directors who mm-hmm. signed off on that Roman Polanski. They oh. wanted to like free Roman Polanski, and unfortunately, Wes Anderson was on there. And uh, now it's making me hardened towards him. Uh, it's so hard to like. You can't find anybody good, really. I mean, no, that's not true. I'm just saying. I wish I knew it before, so I had more time to adjust to it. But then now that I've heard it, I'm like, oh, you had to sign it, didn't you? Yeah. Well, I'm still. I mean, I still. I never was like a Wes Anderson I'm guy. Not so saying I'm not gonna watch his movies. I'm saying yeah. it was a tough sw- pill to swallow. Yeah. Well. Um. All right, that's it for uh, movie or what we've watched. So we'll get on to the movie news. Uh, breaking this week, Evan Peters to play notorious serial killer Jeffrey Dahmer in Ryan Murphy's Netflix <laughs> series Monster. This is via ET Canada. As TV Line reports, Monster will be told from the perspective of Dahmer's victims and will also look at the police incompetence and apathy that allowed the Wisconsin native to go on a multi-year killing spree with Dahmer repeatedly being nearly apprehended but then let go by a justice system that saw him as harmless. I mean, we need another one of these. And I don't trust Ryan Murphy to pull off that we perspective. We talked about this before. When we first... The, okay, and Shannon, I she wanted to know why I was railing against this so hard. And I'll explain why. Somebody else mentioned that to me, too. I can't remember who it was. Okay, first of all, Ryan Murphy has no tact whatsoever. And when I'm thinking back to the seasons of American Horror Story, he loves to do shock horror and, and things like, look at this freak. This is so shocking. Okay, and you're telling me that you're going to portray Jeffrey... like. I was like, okay, maybe they're going to do a thing where it's like focus on the victims. But you're casting Evan Peters as Jeffrey Dahmer. He's, if he's you, charismatic. If you cast a nobody, then you could pull that off. Or like not a nobody, but somebody who's not well known. He's putting, yeah, he's giving Dahmer the star quality. And it's, anno- it's annoying as fuck. There's TV shows that have been done about serial killers that have done it well. Dez with uh, Dennis. It was about Dennis Nilsson. It had, um, what's his name, from Doctor Who. 
Ben David Tennant. Oh. Uh, David oh. Tennant. And he's a big actor, but they they really they really did it carefully. They crafted it in a way that it wasn't exploitative. And then the investigation, which I've brought up a few times, is that is that one about the the journalist who got murdered on the submarine. They didn't even mention the killer's name. They didn't have anything about him necessarily. So why is this still a thing? Like, why, what is it? It's not 2014 anymore. Why is this still a thing? I feel like that was later than 2014. I mean, we just had that movie with Zac Efron. Isn't the same thing? It is, but when it's Ryan Murphy, he he's not grow. He never grows as a like a, as a person. Like he does the same thing every year. He does. He like, cast James Corden as a gay man. Yeah, he just has no tact. Like he's so he's such a hack. Like, God, fucking ugh, James Corden. Retire, man. Um, a Hawkeye spinoff series about Echo in early development for Disney Plus. This is via Variety. A show centered on Echo, a deaf Native Native American character who will be played by Alakwa Cox in the Hawkeye series, is in the early stages of development for Disney Plus. Variety has learned exclusively from sources. Eaton is it Eaton Cohen? Ethan. They spell e- a lot Ethan of things Cohen wrong and Emily Cohen are <laughs> attached to write and executive produce the show, with a writers' room recently being assembled. Marvel Studios will produce. I'm surprised you even put this on here. Well, I put it on because I didn't really. I don't know much about the Hawkeye. Well, it's world. Jeremy Renner. Yeah, Hawkeye, okay. which I hate. So but, was it? Ne- was it? But Haley Steinfeld is his daughter, who is another superhero. She's like she's like a basically an, an Hawkeye 2.0. So she's cast in the Hawk mm-hmm. in the Hawkeye series. Um, I mean, Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye, like he he's okay. Like he's not. I don't hate him or anything. I don't know how. Like I said, I, I keep saying this. Like I don't know how I'm going to be interested in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but I am. So like when the show comes out, I'm going to watch it and probably like it. Because um, they're making it so like you have to watch it. Uh, to kind of know what's going on in the movies and like the, the universe. So uh, I think the character is really cool. I'm sure her powers are uh, not her. Maybe she won't have powers, but maybe she'll have some like super sense kind of shit, which would be cool. Cause she's deaf, but yeah. I don't know. I mean, obviously I'm not going to watch this anytime. I don't want to say that it doesn't, I think it's good that they, they obviously are casting like different kinds of roles now, but whenever it's Disney, it just reminds me of like, when Target does like Pride celebration, it's very I, like. I think you're. I think you're. I don't think you're characterizing it well. I think they do a decent <laughs> you're, job. Okay, but you know, but you know, it's. A I know money what you're talking operate. about. You're, even you are saying that it's. It's sort of like a thing of like it just you get it's like this whole fucking like universe that is just so. Yeah, but then you're. The I don't money know. Signs. I just yes, obviously they're trying to make money, but like I think they're doing like I think they're I I could have sworn they're like gonna be casting like a trans character soon or like and like, i don't think it like obviously there is some sort of like marketability to that and they want to they want but they also want to appeal to more audiences and i don't know i think it's still progressive it's still taking yeah. a step no, i have so less that, criticism for yeah like i obviously target is more like nothing necessarily really good comes out of that um but this yeah i think good things come out of it obviously for kids especially watching these things and you know once the media changes hopefully it can raise a new generation to you know learn about new things and be less jarred by someone being different than them but yeah i just always i'm always going to be critical of disney so i won't um jessica walter passes away this week emmy uh winning arrested development uh, actor from archer um as well uh she was 80 years old um her career spanned six decades she passed away in her home uh sleeping new york city on the 24th I never watched the rest of development, but she's apparently amazing in that show. Yeah. So, I only know her from that, but yeah, I mean, she's apparently had like a pretty incredible career 
And uh, yeah, I just realized even just last night we were playing a trivia game about movies. The knowledge of like, I have really bad knowledge of movies before like 1990, I feel like. I probably, mine would probably go pretty shitty past like 1980. But like, I know some, like I know names, but I couldn't tell you more than like just names. Like if somebody says classic, I just say like two, I say Casablanca, I say Gone with the Wind. Citizen, Citizen Kane, Mank, <laughs> Mank. Uh, so yeah, I, so I, I think she was was she in like a lot of classic movies. Back I mean, in she's the day? been around for a long time. Sixty yeah, years. I saw so. her mention getting started with Clint Eastwood or something. Mm. I, I, the Deadline has an art article on her, so if you guys want to know about her career, check that out. Um, Focus features sets Matt Damon, Tom McCarthy drama Stillwater for July release. This is via Variety. Damon stars in the drama opposite Oscar nominee Abigail Breslin and Cesar Award nominee Camille. Uh, Damon plays Bill, an oil rig roughneck from Oklahoma who travels to France to attempt to exonerate his estranged daughter, Abigail Breslin, who was in prison for a murder she claims she did not commit. Um, he's a roughneck from Oklahoma. Why does Matt Damon always play I love like, Matt Damon, an oil rig roughneck? Because <laughs> I also think he doesn't take himself too seriously either, so I kind of I like that. Abigail Breslin, can she act as not like... What's Ten like years the or younger. Thing she's been in Zombieland Two, I think. Okay. Um, I didn't watch that though. She, I don't know. Can she act as an adult? <laughs> this feels very um, True Grit sort. Like it's kind of like in that universe a little bit. It's Haley Steinfeld, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I should watch that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm curious about Matt Damon coming back. Uh, coming back where was he I mean he's not really in the it's not like uh, the, the, the Matt Damon era like there used to be like I used to love like I loved Matt Damon movies whenever he was in a new movie I'm like I gotta see that because it's boring he was so good as Jason Bourne well he's underrated as probably like one of the best like action the Bourne movie trilogy stars. is great those fucking fight scenes are so fucking good oh god i have to review those one of these days Jason Bourne um yeah, I don't know. This seems okay, I guess. I it's a very weird, it. very weird know. plot. Like, uh, the, yeah, the France. He's, he's an oil rig roughneck from Oklahoma who travels to France to attempt to exonerate his estranged daughter. I just, I can't imagine Abigail Breslin like as an adult doing like mature roles. I don't know. We'll have to see. Uh, uh, off our uh, recent review of National Treasure, there's a TV show in development at Disney Plus. Um, see, I'm kind of conflicted on that because. Nick Cage is the straw that stirs the drink on National Treasure. So it's like, I don't know if he's going to be in the show. Like, he's kind of old, a little disgusting looking is now. Is he going to be? We don't know if he's in it? I, no? I don't think it's been said. So if he... Hmm. I would I could see it as like he either has a kid or there's like a separate group that's going for these you know the do, doing the the clues and the searches and he maybe he's kind of more like a mentor boss in the background so he's not like doing the actual searching I could like that um but how many treasures are there there's a lot <laughs> they, of... they unlocked a whole room that was like every treasure in the world and then national so no but that? national treasure 2 at the very end they they talk about the book of secrets like the president's book of secrets and we never get a third movie it's like Who's asking for this? A lot of people. <laughs> no, I refuse to believe that people want <laughs> I this. I am. Um, George R. R. Martin signs five-year deal with HBO to produce Game of Thrones shows. I didn't even think he's going to live. Everyone was talking about like they were afraid he was going to die before he finishes the book. I don't I think, think he he's like super old, it. but um, I, I kind of expected this because we just talked about how many shows are coming out. So he's going to be behind all of them, I think, which mm-hmm. is pretty cool. As, as long as, I don't know. 
because we saw what happened once they went off source material at like the end, at like the end of Game of Thrones. Do we so. know if those guys are going to be showrunners though? We I think they're showrunners on a couple. I think they're they are showrunners on one or two of them. Not all. I don't think they're attached to all of them though. They it was so that last season is so conflicting for me because there were some really great episodes standalone, like the the Night Army. Uh, that was the one of the cool. I'm obsessed I with that episode. I think Battle of the Bastards is better than that episode. I love I that think, episode. But I think it's cool, especially the Arya heavy thing of her sort of like sneaking through the battle. I no, I liked. So yeah, cool. I didn't. I liked the episode. I mean, I did find it extremely dark, mm-hmm. hard to watch, a little hard. Yeah, to watch it was at very. Dark. It, I mean, it was. <laughs> you have to be sitting in like a pitch black room. <laughs> with no light coming in to be able to see what was going on in some of those scenes. Uh, yeah, I mean, I liked the episode. It was definitely one of a, a great episode. I, the, just the darkness, man. The darkness kind of ruined it for me at times. But And then... Of, and the not episode, as many people died as you wanted to die. <laughs> well, the episode where Daenerys, though, that's... I mean... Did you like that episode? I thought you didn't I like liked that episode. The, I don't... See, I don't like the plot the way that the they arc. yeah i don't like the plot arc but i like the i like what what they did i mean it was cool to see like her fucking destroy the city and, oh like, i really like that yeah. i don't know why pe- people didn't like that that she went crazy i loved that. it wasn't that i didn't like that she went crazy i actually was fine with that it was the way that they they did it so quickly oh and, like villainized her yeah kind of, and yeah. then also just like ugh, i will never get over how dirty they did cersei and jamie what? Dying under fucking rocks. What did you want them to die of? I just wanted Cersei to just... Like, she just faded out. Like, she she's my favorite character. But she reigned over the entire show, pretty much. Like, she always had the upper hand over the entire show. So it's like, at some point... But she kind of didn't. She was just getting there was a couple bad times. in the last two seasons. But and then was, Jamie also, him just reverting back to her was kind of annoying. Yeah, like, that made me mad. Brienne. Brienne of Tarth. Like, she didn't um, get any fucking justice. Yeah, I mean, and then, was, of course, Bran being the yeah. fucking king is just crazy. Yeah. I mean, I'm a huge fan of, obviously, you guys know Lord of the Rings. And so, yeah, like, standalone episodes, battle scenes like that, those are technically incredible. Like, the way, the amount of work that they had to do to make that set was crazy. Like, yeah. There's a lot of so. shit behind the scenes that's pretty incredible, but uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm going to watch. It's going to be a lot of shows to fucking watch. I don't know which one comes out first or how they're going to release it, but I mean, I'm okay to watch it. It's just uh, it's going to be a lot. Um, all right. That's it for movie news. A light week. Um, let's move on to Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Portrait of a Lady on Fire is a 2019 French historical romantic drama film written and directed by Celine Sciamma, starring Noemi Noem, Merlant, and Adele Heinel. Uh, set in France in the late 18th century, this film tells the story of an affair between an aristocrat and a painter commissioned to paint her portrait. All right. So, Ariana and I are conflicted. Ariana thinks this plot summary is easy. Well, I think it's, I just think there's a lot of things to, yeah, there's not a lot of dialogue, which makes it easy to do the plot summary because I don't have to like look at the captions Mm -hmm. and then also write. But uh, I think there's a lot of things you can like, pinpoint and i have some questions as well mm-hmm. um all right so the intro scene we start with uh what looks like to be uh, a sketching class marianne is teaching kids to do portrait of her basically she's sitting um and then there's a painting in the room that's brought out by one of the students marianne um marianne recognizes and she's like who brought that out and she tells says the name of the portrait is a portrait of a lady on fire and mm-hmm. it's like a woman 
standing. Well, we'll get to it later, mm-hmm. but a woman standing like, almost like a field and like part of her dress is on fire. Right. Um, I dig the costumes. Costumes are great. Bright fucking movie. Like just like color wise, aesthetically, it's a very bright movie. There's some amazing landscapes that we'll talk about. Um, but it, it, this it leaves you very intrigued. So we're basically starting in the present and then we go into the flashback. Of, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So we cut to a scene where Marianne is on a boat with a with a couple boxes, and then there's also like she's with some guys. They're transporting mm-hmm. her, and then she there's a box in the water mm-hmm. that she jumps out to retrieve. She comes back with it. Um, the water was fucking blue as hell that yeah. they were uh, there, but the landscapes were awesome. Like I said, not a lot of dialogue, just like a lot of sounds of nature. Yeah. Um, in the beginning, well, at least you they do a lot of characterizing Marianne through her actions. I oh, think in the beginning yeah. Yeah. she's. It's so hard when you don't necessarily know like the his, this, the historical accuracies. Like you don't know how women are necessarily supposed to be in that time, but you do know they obviously don't have the same. Like right. it's rare they, for a woman they, to be a painter. Yeah, which they reference mm-hmm. uh, a couple times. But she jumps right in the water to get her. Yeah, her canvas. to get her yeah. canvases. Yes, which is, we find out later. So she arrives at the house. Um, I mean, at this point, you really don't know anything. Like yeah. it's kind of hard to be like, what's going on. So she arrives yeah. at a house. Um, she carries her belongings to kind of like a new studio where she can paint. Mm-hmm. Um, the box she rescued again is canvases, which she, when she mentions, and then she just kind of sits naked by the fire to dry off. Kind of just a random scene. Um, she was walking around that house for a long time. I just remember yeah. that was a long scene. Um, and I just said, this is where I wrote like, I'm, I'm like, something about this movie has me intrigued because there's just no dialogue. Like I'm just like watching, but I'm like, nothing's happening, but I'm mm-hmm. very intrigued about what's going to happen next. I think, anticipation even if you it's kind of weird like it has an eerie unsettling quality to it um a little bit that like if you didn't know anything about it you might be like is this gonna scare me <laughs> a little there yeah. there are some haunting things in it yeah um but yeah this movie is really engaging and i can't explain it either but it's like you're just i'm always glued to it this is my third time watching it so mm-hmm. And I love the shot when she's sitting naked by the fire to dry off and she's in between the two can- uh, canvases. It's a very nice frame. I don't know how to describe it. But. They, uh, yeah, I mean, like, they, they conceptualize the movie to make it, like, paint like a painting. Mm-hmm. Like, so. Which we'll yeah. get to. So then next day, Marianne, Marianne's kind of, like, exploring the house. Or maybe it's the next night. Um, Marianne makes herself a little midnight snack. And then the handmaiden Sophie mm-hmm. comes down and, and talks to her. And she, Marianne asks, like, what, what's the young mistress like? Um, so this is where it's kind of confused. It's hard to like, in the beginning, you're kind of like, what is going on? Cause it's also like a different time. It's a different language. Mm-hmm. So, you, you know, so basically the young mistress, there was, there were sisters and a mother, mm-hmm. the sister of the young mistress who lives in the house, who Marianne's painting for, uh, she jumped off a cliff and basically killed herself, or at least that's the thought. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they, Marianne, uh, and the, the young mistress was in the convent. She left the nuns mm-hmm. and, um, and I think the house hand, Sophie asked Marianne, like, do you think you can paint her? Because there was an old painter here and he mm-hmm. couldn't do it. Um, she was eating like a ravenous pig in this. Well, scene. I was going to comment on like, again, sort of like her boldness as someone just sort of wandering through the house or yeah. herself, asking questions that she probably shouldn't ask necessarily. Yeah. But, yeah, I think that they did a nice job portraying her as, like, like I said, kind of like a bold, a more bold woman for her time. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it is intriguing because you're like, well, well who is this 
woman that she's painting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it's a little conf- it's a confusing, and you're like, what's going on? You're you're they they really leave you in suspense when you're trying mm-hmm. to meet this woman, the young mm-hmm. mistress. So she continues to explore. She finds a painting in the studio of a woman without a head. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, it's the portrait's basically entirely finished, but the head is just not there. Yeah. Um, she speaks with someone. Okay, so she speaks with the mother. I think at the time, they don't really make it that clear that it's her mother, but she's speaking with her mother, and they're saying, the mother tells Marianne that the young the young mistress, so we don't know her name. To, we don't know her name for a while, right? Yeah, okay. it's Heloise. Yeah, Heloise. Um, she refuses to pose for a picture because she a portrait because she doesn't want to get married. So basically, back in the day, she has a suitor in Milan. Mm-hmm. So pretty much how they would decide or like kind of cap it off is you would send a portrait and be like, okay, that girl's hot. Like, I'll marry her kind of thing. Well... Yeah, I don't know if they say she's so, hot. Yeah, she's not hot. She's beautiful, whatever. <laughs> she, well, they'd be like, she's suitable, basically. Yeah, she's suitable. So she knew that, like, once that painting is done, she's kind of forced to get married. Yeah. Uh, so the mother's like, you need to fucking do this. Um, they find this bright green dress, uh, or at least Marianne, she finds this bright green dress that I guess is the only thing that, um, like, that's not, like, commenty or whatever mm-hmm. that she, uh, the young mistress wears. The set is really cool. Like, the house that they that they're in is, is a cool set yeah. i thought uh so marianne she starts setting up her studio she starts painting a piece um and then this is when we find out the old mistress jumped off a cliff and killed herself i think yeah um and i thought this was very interesting well the way they show the painting and the process yeah. back in the day very cool like i don't even yeah they have some like it's kind of like there's just a lot of ingenuity but it's like you're like okay you kind of take what we have for granted right now with like what they had to do back then to like mm-hmm. make a fucking portrait is pretty crazy. So there is a heavy line in this part where the handmaiden tells the uh, Marianne about the sister who mm-hmm. jumped off the cliff. And cause they're, cause I think Marianne's like, well, how do we know she didn't like, did you see her jump? Mm-hmm. And then uh, the Sophie's like, no. And she's like, she didn't, cr- but, I, but she didn't cry out. I just mm-hmm. thought that was a very heavy line. They like, have some really good, one line yeah. is here in this yeah. movie that are just like they hit you. chills. Yeah. Uh, so then Marianne meets the mistress. So basically, the mistress thinks that the only reason Marianne is there is to just go on walks with her to make sure yeah. she doesn't kill herself because they because yeah. they're the mother is like, well, I'm a, uh, the mother is afraid that she's gonna kill herself yeah. because her sister killed herself because they they live on like this this hill with cliffs mm-hmm. and they're like on the coast. So <laughs> so. Basically, Marianne gets she gets uh, told by Sophie, "Hey, she's down there. Like she's ready." So she goes down there, and she <laughs> she's wearing a cloak. The mistress, mm-hmm. I think, she, I thought um, when I saw her because all you see in the back of her head, she looks like um, in Harry Potter one when they're flashing to the scene of Voldemort walking up <laughs> to the Potter's okay. house. <laughs> I thought that's what she looked like from the from behind. She's got this cloak on, and she just kind of walks out like ahead of Marianne yeah. the entire time. She's just like probably like five paces ahead of her and then out of nowhere she starts sprinting <laughs> towards the cliff and you're like is she just gonna like, try to kill herself and then she stops uh-huh. right at the edge of the cliff and then Marianne she takes off her hood yeah. and looks back at her a striking woman that is the most like gorgeous thing where she yeah. turns around like like the way the camera follows the yeah. back of her head and then the mm-hmm. way she turns around and like you get her face which is extremely expressive she's very animated mm-hmm yeah. yeah, she yeah, her facial expressions in this movie are like ridiculous. She uh yeah, f- striking woman, uh blonde, you know, kind of like strong jaw and, and cheekbones. And they start to, I think they start talking um 
and Mary, this is where you're getting, you get a lot of glimpses into like the process of a painter mm-hmm. because Mary Ann has to paint the mistress without her knowing. Yeah. So she can't just, the Marianne or the Heloise can't just sit there and pose for yeah. her. She has to like look at her ear and be like, okay, and then draw it later. <laughs> so it's pretty much what they're doing is like, what they, the way they frame the shot is like, they'll show her looking at her hands, mm-hmm. at her face, at the way her hair falls, which I thought was really cool. Um, and the landscapes are just amazing. Like they're walking on the coast and, and uh, showing the water on this cliff. Um, and this is a very attractive, two very attractive people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I think, Marianne gives the mistress a book and the mistress seems to think like something's up. It's kind of, she's like, I don't know what she says, but it's like, she knows it's kind of weird that she just came here to walk with her or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> Cause she's like, she doesn't know she's a painter. Yeah. Um, all right. So then you have something to say? Uh, no, I'm just thinking that I just like that they show sort of Heloise's characters. I think that she's, she kind of likes to toe the line a little bit. Like she seems like she's kind of like testing Marianne. Like, oh in yeah. The beginning yeah. for sure. Like kind of like, kind of like a child with a new babysitter yeah. almost like, um, I also just want to say them. I think the mother is a really excellent actress in her yeah. scenes. She's very, she's good. Yeah. I like the mother. So then, um, we, we cut to a scene, watch it. We're watching Marianne kind of already starting to sketch out Eloise, mm-hmm. but she's interrupted again by the, like another walk. So they, they, uh, I think they make this evident because it's really cold. So they both have to put scars over their face, which I think it makes it more difficult for Marianne to be like, mm-hmm. let's go out, like trying to look at her face. Um, there was like, okay. So when they're, they're showing Marianne painting, mm-hmm. she's got like this like sketch tool, yeah. but she's like holding it flat. She's not like holding it. That seems like it's very hard. Like, um, like if you're imagining a, p- a pencil to paper, you would yeah. hold it at an angle where like the graph, like they're holding it like almost like completely flush with the paper when she sketches her face out. I don't know I, how that makes sense. Well, first of all, I know nothing about like traditional <laughs> yeah. drawing, but I think like it's co- kind of supposed to be meant as sort of like a measuring tool as well, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I always think about, I wonder who is doing the actual Yeah, painting. because they, all you see is just like the, the hands, hands yeah. and, and, the, and the canvas, the old cam, old ass canvas. So this is where we kind of get some context in the visit. We find out Marianne's only staying for a week. And then we we find out the mistress like doesn't know if she can swim. Mm-hmm. I didn't really get the, I don't know. I didn't really get the significance of that. There's yeah. another scene where they, because ba- she's like, I want to bathe before you leave. Yeah. And then Marianne's like, well, do you, can you swim? She's like, I don't know. Yeah. So, because maybe she's just never been in the water. Yeah. I mean, seems it does seem like she's, well, she is kind of sheltered, especially with yeah. the music thing. Um, oh yeah, we'll having, get to that. Yeah, seeing music really. Or she, yeah, she was in the comment. So she all she really heard was church music, and they didn't really do anything. Um, and then this is where Marianne like is really examining her hand, mm-hmm. and then she like runs away to sketch it like on the beach. Yeah, and I'm like, how'd you get away with that? But uh, <laughs> I said that the mistress' eyes are like so powerful. Like when they're walking, and Marianne is like paces behind her, and she looks back at her. It's like intense i don't know yeah this is something maybe we could talk more about at the end but i like to think like when did they like because they know that they like they were into each other kind of yeah because of the nature of her trying to paint her i think to heloise she was like oh is she like checking me out yeah but that there's a lot of scenes like that where they keep looking at each other like marianne will look at her face just to get examined (laughs) and then when she's like getting caught looking at her she'll like look forward but i think that in itself is sort of generating some kind of flirtation because you're like because you're like is she doing it because of the portrait is she doing it because she's attracted to her she seems very like 
speechless, I think, in the beginning around her. So Eloise? Mary, yeah, Marianne yeah. seems yeah. very like, oh, yeah. taken, I think, in some ways. Mm-hmm. So uh, Marianne is continuing to, to paint the mistress. She's kind of struggling. Uh, Marianne and the mistress discuss her sister's death, their relationship, her arranged marriage, quality of life in the convent, just kind of getting some backstory on them. Um, and any, I don't know, anything there. Just that... Um, Heloise is like well, my sister apologized because she said she she the last thing she wrote was like an apology because yeah. basically she was burdening Heloise with the Her life death? yeah with yeah. the marriage basically oh yeah um wait so did the mist when the sister died did Heloise take that suitor yeah I oh. think that's what it was oh, that's that she got dragged <laughs> into mm-hmm. it because of her sister yeah so then Marianne and the mother they're they're talking uh she suggests to the mother to let the mistress walk alone. Uh, and discuss, you know, the arranged marriage. They they just casually are speaking French, and they just like switch to Italian just mm-hmm. for like a couple couple lines there. <laughs> and then the mother is like, uh, "After you're done with this, I have a friend you can paint. It's gonna be hard because she's ugly, very <laughs> ugly." And they just start laughing. <laughs> um, I thought it was cool when they said like, uh, "The mother is like laughs," and she's like, "Oh, like I haven't laughed in so long. Like you made mm-hmm. me laugh." And then Marianne's like, "I didn't do anything." She's like, "It takes two to be funny." Yeah, I'm like that's a good point. I don't know. Um, <laughs> something you don't think about. Um, so again, Marianne sketching, uh, working on the, the painting. She's interrupted by the mistress again. She's almost caught this mm-hmm. time. Like, so it's weird. Like this is kind of where you have to like suspense and disbelief because she like <laughs> sleeps in this stu- big studio room and all she has to cover her like paint materials is this like thin curtain that doesn't like go the full length. It's like, yeah. what's stopping Heloise from just like going behind there? Yeah. Um, cause her bed's like in the main room. So this is where I think they smoke tobacco together and they discuss music, and the Eloise is like, I haven't really heard anything, mm-hmm. like, you know, besides church music. And Marianne's like, you haven't heard the orchestra. And then there's like a, I don't know if it's a piano forte or harpsichord. I think it's a harpsichord, which is like the beginning piano. It's like the first version of the piano back in th- those days. And she plays for her concerto number two for violin in G minor. Who? Vivaldi. Okay. Um I like that. Yeah, it's good. And uh, casually, she just knows how to play it on piano. Uh, She kind of plays it for Eloise. And they're getting close. Just Mm -hmm. some like, you're like, oh, are they going to kiss? Are they not going to kiss? So that's a great scene. I mean, great, great song. I love that song. Yeah, it's a very And then towards the end, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I like that she... Just like, I don't know. I like that Eloise is just like, I love music, but the only place I can hear yeah, it was at church. the convent. Yeah, because she goes, I think she goes she to goes mass. To yeah, so, yeah. So, yeah. And then like, uh, and it's kind of interesting because she's like, <laughs> well, I think she tries to play her a happy, she's like, is this a Mary song? And it's like, it's not really a, of all the, that song is not like, it's not Mary, but it's very like lively. Mm-hmm. Like it's like in your face kind of um, in its, in its style. Yeah. Uh, and she's also like, what does music make you like? What does it make you feel like the orchestra? Mm-hmm. And she's like, I can't. It's hard to relate music, which is like a good point. It's kind of hard to like make it tell yeah. you somehow how it makes you feel. So, um, <laughs> more sketching. So she's starting to paint the green dress on the mistress, and the, but the handmaiden is like uh, posing as the model for <laughs> yeah, her. She's like drowning yeah. in the dress. <laughs> <laughs> and then the mistress comes back from mass. She does a little a little flirting. Um, well, yeah, I liked that the line Marianne because uh Mary basically like she's like you know you should get the chance to be alone because Heloise didn't really get the chance to be alone she yeah. so when she comes back like Marianne's asking her how it was and she said in solitude I felt the liberty you spoke of oh, but I also yeah. felt your absence yeah she's like I want you line. want you here um 
And it, I mean, like, just like this is where I'm like, her memory is just like pretty fucking insane. Uh, Marianne's I like, know. Oh, she's <laughs> painting these things. It's crazy. Um, and yeah, so like this is she finishes the portrait. Mm-hmm. So Marianne goes to tell the mother, hey, portrait's done, but I want to tell Heloise like what's going on. That right. I painted the portrait, tell her the truth. Um, uh, and then she lights the she lights the old uh, unfinished portrait on fire, the one with no head. Yeah. I didn't really get the significance of that. Like, I, I don't know. I think, is that, and that, that happens before she tells her? Yep. Yeah. I mean, I think she's, I don't know. I think it's kind of trying to like, maybe just burn away like the fact that this guy was trying to like get an intimate portrait of her and he didn't know her know her but it sort of speaks the same to thing. the next yeah. scene yeah so marianne tells eloise that she came to paint her eloise seems upset she's not like super mad but mm-hmm. she seems upset um but she wants to bathe so yeah. they're on like they're on the beach again and she wants to bathe before marianne leaves this is where i thought that like they were gonna make out or something because like eloise like, I thought she was going to get naked, but yeah. I don't know if she does. She gets, like, in her, like, weird, like, those weird, like, 17th 90s, century yeah. nighty yeah. gowns <laughs> kind of thing. Like, yeah. Um, so she kind of goes in there, and then she comes out, and, like, she's like, can you swim? She's like, still don't know, <laughs> which I don't know. I just don't get that, really. Um, so Marianne shows Heloise a portrait. She doesn't like it mm-hmm. um, because she's like, she's like, well, there's no feeling behind this, like, portrait. And then Marianne's like, well, you can't just be feeling. Like, there's mm-hmm. technique. There's... You know, there's trueness, there's blah, 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 which I feel like if you're a painter, you understand what she's talking about. Like, I kind of got what she was saying, but I don't know. Yeah, if you well, have... yeah, Heloise was saying basically, like, this is how you see me. And it was accurate. It wasn't bad. The second um, one's obviously second's better. better. But yeah. yeah, she's like, I feel bad that it's not like close to you. Basically saying, like, feel bad that it's not. It's not something that means something to you. Yeah. It felt like more, maybe more like a job or something. Mm-hmm. So that. So it's almost like these subtle digs that really fucking piss Marianne off because then she as she just destroys the face in her anger. Yeah. Well, she she also they're kind of going back and forth. And Marianne says something like your presence is made up of fleeting moments that may lack truth. And Heloise is like um, some of my mo- my feelings are true or something like they're kind of like talking in coded language. Yeah, it's which very is a big like part of this movie. Yeah. Yeah. So she destroys it. Obviously, the mother's <laughs> mad. She's like, what the fuck? And then Heloise is like, you know what? I'll pose for you. Yeah. Um, so then the mother's like, all right, you got five days, mm-hmm. uh, to finish it, which this movie it takes place over like, I guess, total of 12 days. It feels like much yeah. longer than that. Uh, and I just wrote like these women must've been sweating their ass off with all these layers, like I in the summer like, and men the... too sucks. It was the summer. But then on no, the I don't think it was super, like, it looks cold. <laughs> no. Yeah, it was cold, but I'm just, I was just thinking of like really hot weather. It must've sucked. Yeah. Um, so then we got Heloise poses. Marianne's just kind of showing her how to pose mm-hmm. and, and she starts sketching. All right. So, okay. So here's, <laughs> and this is part where I have some questions. Mm-hmm. So Marianne gets her period. Yeah. Uh, we learn that then we learn like the handmaiden is kind of comfort. She's like heating up these stones to help with the pain. Yeah. And then we learn that the handmaiden hasn't gotten her period in three months. They call it, what do they call it? The monthlies. Mm-hmm. Um, so they go out and try to get rid of the baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so it's basically like an old-fashioned abortion. Yeah, so like they so take many her shows out. I've seen this where they like I have drink it. some tea. So or, they yeah. take her out to the beach, okay? So it's like they're standing like feet apart, like I don't know, maybe like 30 feet apart, mm-hmm. maybe maybe more than that, Heloise and, and Marianne. And Sophie is just running back and forth in between them. And then they would like push her. Yeah. I guess try to like, I don't know, over-exercise and kill the baby? Yeah, but there is something too, obviously, like your body is supposed to be supporting a baby. So if you do like overexert it, but it's pretty, you'd have to really aggressively. That's what I'm saying. So then 
And then they like try to find some tea for her to drink. Mm-hmm. And okay, th- this is weird. Okay, so then they find so they like they find a flower. They get some tea for her to drink, um, and they put it in the cup. And then she drinks the tea, and then she like hangs on something, okay, but they don't a, show her head. That confuses. Do you me think too. they try to? Pe- it's almost like it hurts. She, she's trying to suffocate herself. I think it's something with circulation, like autoerotic yeah. asphyxiation, but just with the asphyxiation. I know. I was like, that sounds because then she nightmare. just falls. Yeah. Because I think they're trying to cut the oxygen off of the baby, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and this is where we also learned that Marianne was pregnant before at some point, and that she knew love because she was pregnant. I think that's what happens yeah. here. Yeah. And this is where I was like, I'm like, are they trying to cause a miscarriage? I'm like, what is she hanging from? <laughs> what is yeah. going on? And I was like, I have no idea what they just did. Um, so Heloise falls asleep in Marianne's bed with the handmaiden. Marianne tries to sketch her. He- Heloise just kind of wakes up in the middle. Mm-hmm. The part that I found like that was just kind of crazy here is that she has like this like almost like a clipboard with with There's candles stuck candles. on it i'm I think like it's a thing it was a it thing, must though. have been it but it felt it looked so precarious like how do you not just burn your whole house oh, I, down? I feel like i would definitely yeah. <laughs> like drop that but yeah i mean it's cool to, to watch her little different yeah she's got a few different materials with her to sketch yeah it's pretty cool and then again uh marianne's she's she's finishing heloise's face on the second portrait but she's kind of str- like heloise doesn't really smile mm-hmm. and she's she's struggling to get her smile mm-hmm. um to picture it and to draw it and whatever and then there's obviously chemistry there's chemistry building between them like they get really close and then marianne walks away Mm -hmm. um this is where i wrote marianne and the crew so marianne (laughs) sophie heloise are playing cards they're playing egyptian rat screw a game that i recently learned super fun uh and they're having a good time she continues to paint heloise asks so this is where they get into i like this scene this is where they get into a conversation about painting nudes so Mm -hmm. she's like uh, Heloise asks her, Marianne, if she paints nudes, and she's like, mostly women because men don't want women to paint men mm-hmm. because only uh, great art comes from, like, painting men. But she doesn't, like, secret. I thought that was a very interesting thing that you, like, wouldn't think of. Yeah, that was a lot of, I mean, that definitely happened in histories. Women would dress mm-hmm. up as men and, like, yeah, to join, to be able to paint. Like, there's limited access to the things they could paint. Like, even... The, they kind of briefly show Sophie doing like the women's work of like the embroidery, yeah, mm-hmm. which I thought was kind of cool. It's I mean, it looked cool. That. Yeah. But but yeah, she had to, she had to um, kind of hide. Yeah, I thought that was a cool, just like something you don't think about. Um, so then the the crew they're hanging out again. They're spending time together. Um, I'm gonna let you talk about this. I figure like, you're mm-hmm. probably gonna. Heloise is reading the story to the handmaiden Marianne. Oh right. Yeah, what's the story? It's the myth of Orpheus and Eurydice. Eurydice. Uh, yeah. Eurydice. Like that. Um, Eurydice. I'm bad with uh, Greek names. Sorry, guys. Um, but yeah, it's just sort of like the the allegory for the movie is that basically Orpheus he's like going to the underworld to try to save his wife, and like the 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 option that's told to him is basically like you can save her, but you cannot look at her. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. Um, yeah. But he does look at her. He, he turns around, he and, turns kills around her. and looks her. It looks at her, and it, yeah, she, she disappears. Fades away. She, she disappears. fades away. Yeah. And basically, there's sort of the conversation about: is it the poet's choice or the lover's choice? Like to look at her one last time is to have the memory. He's um, picking the memory over the person. He's picking the memory over the person. Yeah, yeah. which is obviously like, why would you want to be facing for, the? <laughs> but yeah, yeah, they play. I love the way that they play this into the movie. All right, um, so. All right, so now we got the bonfire scene, yeah. which is interesting. <laughs> I wanted to know what you would think Okay, about this. so the crew, because like in this movie, you just think that they're just, they're just like alone. Yeah. Like, you don't see any other people for a while. Then they just kind of like randomly show up to a bonfire with some like town folk. Mm-hmm. And it's all women, I think. And 
this is where we find out the handmaiden's still pregnant, like nothing works. She sees some woman at the town, maybe like a doctor, I don't know. Like a Yeah, like a doctor. Yeah. Uh, I kinda know what you mean though. Like yeah, a, a local witch. Like <laughs> <A doula>. yeah. <laughs> she she's someone who obviously yeah. you know, she's helping women Yeah, with abortions basically. Yeah. So we find out yeah, we find that out. Then the town starts doing this singing. Yeah. Now I thought you wouldn't like this because it's very a cappella vibes. Yeah. Like it's literally an a cappella song. Mm-hmm. It kind of gave me midsummer vibes too, because yeah. of the outfits and the way they're like chanting at first. And it's around. They you know there's they're singing around. Um it's a vibe though. It's a kind of good song. <laughs> it kind of bops a little bit once they get into it. I just didn't get the point of that. Um, did you have anything uh, there? I don't know if there's. I think it was just like atmospheric. I yeah. also love. I mean, obviously the movie's very pointedly only including women. Yeah. Um, because I was like, like one, where do these people like come one dude, from? I think. Where? How do they know to like gather and sing like together? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, of course, like there's the there's the. Yeah, it's just like sort of the chemistry of the scene that Marianne mm. and Heloise are sort of staring at each other from across the fire. And then Heloise is standing by the fire mm-hmm. and she's staring down Marianne mm-hmm. and then her the bottom of her dress lights on fire. Yeah. And then she just like her, her dress is on fire and she's still staring at Marianne. Yeah. And then she kind of just like passes out. She and, she waits till people like sort of like run on yeah. her like stop, drop and roll essentially. Yeah. And then she passes out. But I don't know. I know that like they're obviously doing that for a visual thing, but it does kind of strike me as fitting with her personality of sort of. Dra- dramatics? Like just kind of test it. Like, I don't know. She's, she's very like, like I don't think she would have let herself be entirely no. lit on fire, but she is very like intense yeah she's almost like she's almost like i know you think i'm suicidal already type thing mm-hmm. like <laughs> here's i'm gonna do this and like test your like your patience I don't know if it was necessarily a test of like suit i don't think she was trying to indicate that i think she was just sort of like i don't know it was just an intense moment i guess yeah. that she was sort of they were just staring at each other yeah very interesting see i, I just i'm sure that ariana loves this scene after they're singing the acapella song because <laughs> it was literally like an acapella arrangement it was so funny <laughs> i mean it's not my favorite thing <laughs> but i like i liked the vibe um then after the bonfire marianne and heloise they walk together and they share their first kiss oh i like the transition shot of when marianne goes over to get help up heloise from the fire yeah. and then the, 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 the transition next is them holding hands like Going across oh. the rocks. You mm, know I, didn't what I'm saying? I didn't notice that. Um, uh, they share their first kiss. Very awkward kiss. Heloise walks away. Are they on the beach for this? Yeah. And then Heloise goes back inside. Post kiss. Marianne sits down for dinner with uh, hate the handmaiden. Heloise opts out of dinner. She's walking up. This is at night, I think. She's walking mm-hmm. up to her room and she like turns around and she sees Heloise, like a vision of Heloise in like a, a white a dress, white dress yeah. like a very bright white dress and it fades away. And then she goes to her room. She sees the real Heloise is waiting there. Mm-hmm. They engage in coitus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they're um, very... Um, lots of lust in this movie. Yeah. But it's not egregious. I've seen other... No, no. Not films, bad at all. like Blue is the Warmest Color is a movie that I did like when I was younger. But it, w- it was very egregious with the way that they... Yeah. It's different when it's a male director, and yeah. this was a female director. She's very conscious of what she was representing. So, And I like this line of Heloise says, do all lovers feel like they're inventing something? Yeah. I like that line. I don't know. It just was very like pointed and like, I don't know, like none of this is unique kind of thing, but, yeah. but everyone feels like special in their own way. I thought mm-hmm. that was cool. So the following morning, Marianne and the Heloise, uh, they accompany the handmaiden for basically the abortion. Um, yeah, this looked extremely painful. I know, that was um, pr- <laughs> it was hard for me to watch. I'm like, what the fuck? Uh, basically, it's just, I don't even know what they were doing up there. 
Yeah, I mean, it seemed like some sort of hot thing. That they, they were trying to, like, I don't know, do something with the baby. Yeah, um, I mean, anyone who's ever gone to the guy, no, even just that is a miserable experience. So, And then but, I didn't realize why. So Marianne's looking away, mm-hmm. but Heloise tell, says, she's like, look. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize why she did that until after. Right. Um, but uh, and then there's also this really cute baby. Like I know that made me sad. Um, yeah, Sophie's laying in the bed, and there's this little cute baby that's like by her head and like kind of holding her hand. And obviously, Sophie's like crying, and she's, the baby is so fucking cute. Um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely a interest. I like I love like all the things that they do in this movie of trying to show like even just the subtle. It's like just all about like womanhood. I mean, like, yeah. yeah, it's about because basically it's like this baby's holding my hand as I just killed my baby. Not like killed well, as a bad, as a hard <laughs> term, but but like after I just had an abortion, saying, there's yeah. this baby who's holding holding my hand. But yeah. Um, then after the abortion, Marion and Heloise they're watching over Sophie in bed, and then Heloise is like, "Get up, everybody, get up!" And then they do a painting, mm-hmm. basically of what happened. Heloise is is um, posing as the doctor, I guess, and then mm-hmm. Sophie's just just in her still, you know, in her. It's a weird vibe. Weird, I interesting like it scene. It's like when because I was document to think of when would that have been painted? It wouldn't have been right. So I kind of liked it. I think also Heloise was trying to distract from. She said she wasn't sleep. Sophie wasn't sleeping. She's probably very traumatized. Yeah. And she's like, okay, let's do something that's kind of not fun, yeah. but distracting. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so Marianne, we're going back to Marianne uh, painting the portrait, and like this is where Heloise can't stop smiling, which is like the first time. Yeah. They engage in coitus again. Then <laughs> to say they engage in coitus. <laughs> then post coitus, they get high. Yeah. Now it's basically like ganja. I mean, that's the way. I like, really no, it's not it because is. they rub it in their armpits. I know. I was like, what drug do you rub like, in your? It's like so, your, maybe like your so, sweat glands or something. Yeah. So she like rubs it in her armpit. It's like a very like sensual. She's like, Ugh. she's like, yeah. <laughs> well, they kind of like did like a. Yeah. Sort of fake and out then, kind of thing with. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, this is where I wrote. Like, this is the longest five days ever. Um, <laughs> And I think Marianne sees another vision of Heloise in white. Also, I mean, fucking Heloise's pupils are creepy. I know, how that dilated was crazy they were. when they showed um, that. I just wrote, I'm like, is this a thing to put a plant in your, like to put drugs in your armpits? I don't know. It must mm-hmm. be. Um, Marianne finishes the, uh, the portrait. Heloise approves it. They talk about how, they basically talk like, okay, the portrait being finished means it, you know, it's the end of them pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also... Marianne goes to get water. She drinks the water. She brings a glass of water and she's like, like they're kind of, it's like after they were both high and Heloise, she's like, Heloise, you need a drink. And she's like, does she drink the water and like spit it in she her mouth? She kind of does that, yeah. That <laughs> like, reminded me of, that she was baby like a, such a thing that happened mouth. in uh, a movie with Rachel McAdams and uh, <laughs> no, the woman talking. in the favorite. She plays a woman in the favorite. They have like a forbidden gay oh. relationship. There's a similar thing. And I'm See, like, is this baby just Baby birding water and, into yeah, the mouth. I, I can't with spit things like that. make me, yeah. but, I whatever. So then they get upset. Now this argument I didn't. Re- I just like I don't get what they're arguing about. Honestly, did you get it? I think well, they're both frustrated with the situation. Yeah. Marianne is obviously angry because she has to turn her o- like turn the she's turning over. the portrait over. And Heloise is like, "Well, you're kind of treating me like I'm property a little bit." Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Well, what do you want me to do? Like, you think that I want to do this? You think I'm complicit? You think?" That I don't know, like they're just they're both obviously very frustrated about the situation, but Marianne kind of begrudges her. Yeah, but it's like, what are they gonna do? Yeah, it was a strange scene. So she kind of walks out, Heloise. Post fight, we find out that uh, the madame, the mother, is returning the next day. Marianne like runs onto the beach, finds Heloise, asks her to forgive her. I think that all is forgiven. Um, we go back to painting. She's putting mm-hmm. the final touches on the portrait, uh, you know, on the dress and stuff and on her neck. She finishes. They bang. 
Um, Heloise, they, bang? A- they have sex. Uh, <laughs> Heloise asks Marianne to draw. So they're, they're in bed. And I like this. So she was like, I don't know. Marianne was like drawing this little like mini mm-hmm, portrait. portrait of her. Yeah. That's from basically memory, like, basically. Yeah, <laughs> this mini portrait of her. Like, like, almost like, I don't know. It's almost like a big, a big locket picture. Yeah. It's, it's big. And Heloise is like, well, why don't you draw yourself mm-hmm. so that she can, so that Heloise can remember her. So basically she's got this mirror like mm-hmm. conveniently placed on Heloise's uh, vagina mm-hmm. and she's looking at her face and she's paints That's like pretty cool. Yeah, it was yeah. really cool. She paints her the way that shot was very cool. Interesting shot. Um, and she, she draws herself on page 28 mm-hmm. of Heloise's book. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like an empty, it's basically like an empty end of a chapter page. Yeah. Uh, Marianne's last day. So the Madame arrives, she approves the portrait portrait gets boxed up. Um, Madame puts a wedding dress on Heloise, and this is where uh, we see where the dress is. Like mm-hmm. she sees a final vision of Heloise in white, the white dress again. Um, that's where she's getting that vision, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I didn't really have anything to write on that, but well, I mean, I love the the ending of that is so tragic. Like <laughs> the way that they part because the mom's there, they can't really say yeah. goodbye. Like when she goes to like, give her a hug, they she hug, like yeah. force. She like literally makes it the fastest hug possible. Mm-hmm. She runs out, and you know Heloise says, "Turn around." And that's where Marianne finally sees like the full vision. Of, yeah, gives her the last vision in white, yeah, in the white dress. When they were talking about the Orpheus story, Heloise said, "Well, maybe it was the wife that said turn around oh. instead of why did he? Because they, they were like, why did he turn? So yeah. he's like, why did they? Do, yeah, <laughs> they told him not to turn around, yeah, and, he and he turned, turned around. around. Why yeah. did he do it? Yeah. She so said, maybe yeah. yeah. So maybe that. Okay, that's a good point. So then we flash forward. Marianne, she says, like I ha- I saw her, her once. Yeah. Uh, she goes, she's at a, a gallery mm-hmm. and she's walking around. She, and then she happens upon a portrait of Heloise and a, mm-hmm. her child. Mm-hmm. And you see and how that Heloise is holding a, her book mm-hmm. open to page 28 mm-hmm. in the portrait. So Heloise is like, or Marianne's like, all right, still got it. Um, well, yeah. kind of. So then Marianne goes to the orchestra. Mm-hmm. She's in the balcony. She sees Heloise across the balcony. Mm-hmm. Heloise doesn't see her. Mm-hmm. And the orchestra plays concerto number two, violin, G yeah. minor, yeah. by Vivaldi. And it's a very long scene. This is the same, this is the very same piece that she played in the harpsichord right. earlier. A very long scene of just watching basically Heloise like break down in tears. But then it's like yeah. happy tears. It's like the way <sighs> it's almost like a it's almost like a climax, like her own climax in a way. Yeah, they. That's she's like breathing extremely heavy. That is so good. Like ugh, that scene is so good. Her. It went a tiny bit long for me, just a tiny bit. It was like three minutes. It was a long of scene, just her but it was crying. watching her go through a lot of different emotions, yeah. though. Yeah. Like, ugh, that's so good, though. Powerful ending. Yeah, very good ending. Yeah. And that's it. Uh, any closing thoughts? Um. Oh, just that it was interesting that at the gallery she mentioned she was painting on her father's name and she painted the oh, Orpheus yeah. mm-hmm. thing, but she had them facing each other, Orpheus yeah. and Eurydice or whatever. The yep. f- sorry. I feel like there's people <laughs> who are like, it's Yuri. <laughs> I'm literally butchering these names. But um, I don't know. Like, that was cool. The movie yeah. is so good. Yeah, it was very good. Um, I don't think I have any closing thoughts. I mean, I thought it, I liked the story. I liked the cast. I liked the set. Um, the landscapes, the acting was awesome. I mean, there's really nothing to criticize. Um, it's so 
small. The world, like you're dropped into the world a really is very intimate small. world. But the thing yeah. is, it's not like like Ma Rainey. When we watch that, mm-hmm. that's a very small world, but it's different. Like this, you still feel like you're a part of a bigger world. Mm-hmm. Whereas Ma Rainey, you're like, okay, this is like a small set, like a play, and this was like still felt like a movie, but you're like based in this very intimate setting. Kind yeah, of thing. I mean, they just have such good for not really knowing much about either character. The way that. I mean, Marianne is a great. She was really great with her facial expressions. I so think, was Heloise. Yeah. Yeah, they're just really didn't have a ton of dialogue. So like, not, yeah. I mean, there was enough. I thought they but... had amazing chemistry. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually gonna watch today. I think there's a movie called Water Lilies, another French mil- f- film starring the woman who plays Heloise. On mm. that set is where she met the director for Portrait of a Lady on oh. Fire. They were lovers. So oh really? She's gay in real life. So that's always interesting cool to have like at least one of the actors. Were they lovers when the movie in the Portrait of Lady on Fire was no, being they, made? That interesting. Ended, but that's just, a little awkward. Um, I'm sure they're fine to, yeah. <laughs> to act together. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think it's just really, it's just such a good movie. And like I said, the acting was amazing. And Yeah. Yeah, really good film. Recommend it. Highly recommend. It's in, like I said, it's in French, but like it's not hard to follow along. Um, all right. What'd you get? What'd you rate it? 9.1. 9.1's high. I don't, I don't hate that. I give it 8.4. It's one of I mean, I was thinking about rating it higher than that. I really liked it. Oh, there is something I want to say. I've seen. Oh. I was looking up kind of like just if, to see different analysis of the movie, analyses of the movie, and some people were like, "If you like this movie, you'll like Call Me by Your Name." No, <laughs> two completely different movies. To a completely first of all, Call Me by Your Name is a fucking. It's they just associated. It's they creepy. just associated two gay movies. Yeah, they're like you'll like. The, they <laughs> both like have cool a similar landscapes. sweeping landscape yeah. vibe, but there's a world. There's a world of a difference between those two movies, and I am tired of people lumping them together. It's annoying, and also army hammer, army hammer is in it. So uh, yeah. Um, all right. So yeah, that that'll conclude the episode. Uh, yeah, great movie. I really like that movie. Um, yeah. So. Next week, we've got episode 50, Bringing Back Allie uh, for Princess Diaries. <laughs> I can't wait to do So Princess excited Diaries. about that. There's a lot to talk about in we've that We've also movie. got a collab coming we up We do have soon. a collab coming up later in April, which we'll talk about, yeah. I'm sure. Uh, we'll be doing Black Swan for that. Mm-hmm. So I've only seen that once, 10 That's years classic. ago. So I'm excited to watch that. It'll basically be like me watching it again, for the, or watching it for the first time. It's a great movie. Um, so Another about that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that that's the the end of the episode. Remember to uh, subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify too. Any of your actual listening platforms: Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok. We've got we post you know updates on our uh, episode list or our schedule and clips and all that good stuff. So. Uh, check Hit that up our out. Twitter, guys. We got no action on the Twitter. Let's get yeah, some Twitter follow followers. Follow us on Instagram. On. I'm, yeah, I'm a Instagram, cool with whatever. Instagram, Twitter, you know. Just follow us on something. Give us a five-star. Yeah, give us a five-star review. Um, we know you have, most of you have, you have an, an Apple. IPhone. Yeah, yeah. We know you have an iPhone. <laughs> but if you have an Android, sorry. Um, all right, but thanks. Thanks for listening, and we'll uh, see you next week. Bye.